Welcome to the Equality Conversation podcast with me, Joy Burnford. This show explores what we can all do to be an ally and champion gender equality at work. Achieving gender balance in the workplace isn't about fixing the women. It's about changing the system to ensure that everyone can reach their full potential. So if you're looking for insights, guidance or advice on how to improve gender equality in your organisation, grab a cuppa, go for a walk or escape for a while and join us for today's conversation. This podcast is brought to you by Encompass Equality. We're the leading provider of practical solutions to advancing gender equality in the workplace and partner with organisations to support the attraction, retention and progression of women. We do this through research and consulting, leadership development programmes, talks and workshops and one-to-one and group coaching. To find out more and to download free tools and frameworks from the number one best-selling book, Don't Fix Women, visit EncompassEquality.com. I'm delighted to welcome Laura Walker and Chloe Fletcher as my guests today. Laura and Chloe share the role of Senior Director Finance Transformation at ASDA, and I'm a strong advocate of job sharing as a brilliant way to retain more women in the workforce and close the gender pay gap. So let's dive in and hear from these fantastic role models for job sharing. Hello, Laura and Chloe, and welcome to the Equality Conversation. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having us. (laughs) It's really lovely to have you both here. And I'm in particular, thank you to Laura, because I know it's your day off and non-work day today. (laughs) So uh, really grateful for you to be joining us. So today is the first episode of the Equality Conversation. And the next few episodes, we're going to be doing a deep dive into job sharing. So what a perfect way to start by having a real job share partnership I know you'll wield out quite a lot to talk about job sharing and really honoured that you're joining me today. So I wonder if before we start, you could perhaps each start by telling me how how the job share came about. Chloe, perhaps you could start and, and tell me a little bit about how it all came about with, with you and Chloe. I mean, you and Laura, sorry, I'm going to keep doing that. <laughs> all right, that happens quite a lot and we really don't mind. It's seamless, that's just call us anything. <laughs> we were fun to read the name, that's how it was. Laura and I have known each other for a long time. So we've known each other probably for about kind of eight or nine years. And we've worked with each other over that time at ASDA. So we've been at ASDA for like over a decade, um, working beside each other probably quite closely in a role maybe about eight years ago. And at that time, we, we kind of discussed the idea of job sharing, but it never really came about because our paths were just never really crossing. So we both had children at different times. We had maternity leave, but never never quite kind of got to that that point of being able to kind of job share. We were both working part-time, both got two young children, um, both working four days a week, and, and neither of us really found that an optimal kind of working pattern um, in terms of other things that we wanted to do outside of work. You know, in terms of alongside childcare, there's lots of other things we wanted to do. And we got to the point of, I was doing a maternity covering the George finance director role. Laura was working in a role, a really, really um, heavily operational role, looking after our shared services team. She was working four days, but I had previously worked a three-day pattern and didn't like want to continue the four days. My finance director cover role was coming to an end and Laura and I had spoken about it and said, well, it would be absolutely great if we could job share your role, Laura, because Laura's role is absolutely brilliant. We both like really wanted to do it. And we were like, this is like the solution to kind of both of our issues. 
And it actually came about through conversations then with our manager. So at the time, time my appraisal, I had a conversation with my manager. She was like, yeah, that's a brilliant idea. Laura had a similar conversation with her manager, who equally was like, oh, yeah, that would be like really, really great. And it came out to a really natural conversation through our appraisals. And then kind of the idea came to fruition. And very quickly, we were able to kind of then move into job sharing the role that Laura was previously doing kind of on her own on a four-day pattern. Brilliant. And how important it is to have line managers. This keeps cropping up more and more at the moment about how vital it is to have line managers who are really understanding and empathetic around these kind of conversations and actually just being open to exploring those different ways of working. Yeah, I think that is really important. But one thing I would sort of mention is the person I was particularly working for is absolutely fantastic, fantastic line manager. But I wouldn't say he was particularly progressive in his thinking Mm -hmm. until we brought this idea to him and we kind of presented it. And I think because he knew Chloe and he knew me and he knew how well we would work together he almost said yes before he really understood what he was saying yes to. And then we had to have several conversations to explain how it would actually work. But I think that one of the things I would kind of say is, is, you know, think with more of an open mind when you think about people who work for you. But when you think about talking to line managers, take ideas to them and suggest things to them. Because I think people are often more open than you might imagine they would be. Yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't necessarily a big sell that you would have imagined it. I think we probably thought in our head we'd have to do a lot more work selling it into the business than we did. But I think because the benefit of it is we have been at ads and we had a legacy and people knew our strengths and people could see how our strengths would fit together to deliver something that they couldn't get necessarily and how also it would retain us in the business because I think we were probably also quite open around what was the future for us if, if we were to continue working a pattern that wasn't optimal for us and that was not something we wanted. So I think quite easily they saw the benefits of a job share for the two of us. Absolutely. And I think if people know you, it's an easier sell than if you're going in and trying to convince somebody. And the stories I hear, it's it's always about the people who are doing the job sharing that has that have to convince the business. And and as you know in my book that I talk about about actually how you should take the onus off if it's women or men, whoever it is is going for the job share, take the onus off the job share partners because actually they've got a lot, you know, they've got enough going on actually. Yeah. The reason they're wanting to do this job sharing is because yeah, they want yeah. they don't want to have to be doing all these extra, you know, extra hours and, and everything else. So do you have any thoughts around that about how, you know, organizations can perhaps, you know, rethink the whole job I think, share? I think the big bit for me is just thinking about all roles flexibly and thinking creatively about it. I mean, it always surprises me that we think every single role in modern work fits into five days a week. Like, you know, every sort of kind of admin type professional role fits into five days a week. But it's just nonsense given how much jobs have changed and things like that. But I think that people don't often think creatively enough about roles and flexibility and how you might want to do things differently so I think that would be the big thing and I mean you know kind of how much I've I've enjoyed reading your book but thinking about that personalization and talking to your colleagues and it was interesting in our experience because I absolutely loved that job it was a great job but it wasn't giving me what I wanted outside of work. And I was pretty transparent with my boss about that. And and that's what I said to him. I said, this isn't giving me what I need outside of work. I'm not sure I can continue to do this. Mm. And his face fell. And then I said, but I've got a solution. Mm. And the solution is Chloe. (laughs) And his face lit up again. But that bit of, if that conversation had been flipped on its head, 
And actually he'd been saying, I know this isn't working for you. Have you considered a different way of working? And interestingly, that same person recently had someone had left the business and he went out to two colleagues in the business and said, would you like to come together and do a job share to replace? And I just, I remember when I found that out, Chloe and I were like, oh, our work here is done. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not because it needs to translate beyond just one individual. But that really did make me think us doing this role has made people think a little bit differently. Part of that is like people easily see the downsides of things so people can see you know why it wouldn't work so like how do I manage two people what if one of you leaves you know they they can see all the barriers and actually to being able to see how a job share works and see all the benefits of it it makes it really tangible for someone to be able to say oh actually yeah you can like bring two really different people together and you can create something that you couldn't create previously in an organization we can actually solve for two people who you know we want to progress through the organization but don't want to work in a structured way and if people can see it and they can see that it works well without like significant problems yes. that then opens their mind to thinking well why wouldn't you do a job share because like, as Laura says this this guy who then did actively seek out his job share there's no way he would have even like known it was a concept before we had kind of absolutely yeah yeah and that ripple effect I think is so important in setting an example so as you say that that person you're referring to didn't know about it before they've now you know gone the next step and doing that and they might tell their friends about it their colleagues and say actually I'm doing this and it's worked really well and this is what you know one of my missions is actually just getting this out there I didn't think about it to be honest before I wrote my book and I came across Will McDonald who is it all as you you've read about you know he's he was an all-male job share and I thought gosh this is such an interesting way of thinking about how you know so many women that I talk to want to work and they just feel they can't because they can't commit to a full-time job and it's really interesting just to sort of see how this is becoming a much more acceptable way of working as well and there's a lot of talk about hybrid working and and sort of where you work but not so much I don't think about the type of work and how you fit it into your week although there are things like four-day work you know working weeks and and compressed hours and all those sorts of things as well. There are but I think like the four-day working week is an interesting one because you know there's a lot of views that that will solve everybody's problems but actually like having worked a four-day week is completely different to job sharing it's it's it works in a completely different way. Job sharing allows you to have that real freedom of thought on the days that you're not working and actually be able to have that real kind of setting of boundaries between work and your personal life because mm. you know that you've got somebody in the office who is there, who is covering it. You don't need to think about work, whereas the four-day week was always, you know, how do you cover what comes up on your day off? The ways you can do it, you know, you can give development opportunities to people in your team etc but you can never fully switch off whereas that has been the fundamental shift with job sharing you can switch off on the days that are your home days and you can really then like access different benefits of you know great thoughts come to you when you're not actually working because you get that freedom to do what you want to be focusing on it'd be really helpful to sort of just go back to the kind of basics of this rain how does it work for the two of you in terms of a week you know what does a week look like in job sharing world for you two so we split our week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I work and Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Chloe works. We have that Wednesday as a crossover day. So effectively, we tend to use Wednesday to align on kind of key priorities. We do some kind of verbal face-to-face handover, what's been going on. We go to any meetings that really need both of us in it, but they are reasonably far and few between. 
we class our time where we're both in the room as really, really precious. Otherwise, you'd, you know, there's no point of a job show if you're doing everything twice. So we do kind of critical meetings that are need both of us in them or we both want to be in them. We do on a Wednesday and then sort of Thursday, Friday, Chloe's in. And then on a Friday, one of the things that's kind of works best for us, we have a shared inbox and a shared OneNote. So we see each other's emails and we make notes but the thing that works really really well for us is voice notes so on a Friday Chloe records a voice note of kind of key things that have gone on and really the voice notes work for us because they pick up the nuance of conversations so you know when you've had a meeting with someone and there's something going on but you can't quite you're not going to be able to articulate it in a in a written note we put that all into a voice note and then the other thing we do because we're a bit strange is we um we have a weekly song so on a Friday (laughs) Chloe sings Chloe's very musical Chloe sings a song that is the theme of the week so the first thing I hear on a Monday morning when I generally get in the car to drive into work is Chloe singing me a song and then on a Tuesday night I do the same thing but it's just I mean that's just a little bit of um you know brings a bit of like joie de vivre to the job share but it's funny because it does actually those points where you download what's happened they help you reflect on your week in a way that I think when you work on your own, you can end up in a never-ending churn and you never never really stop to think. And that bit of capturing, well, what's the essence of the week? What have we achieved? What do we still need to go after? Mm-hmm. I think that's another one of these softer benefits yeah. of the power of being a part of a job share. I love it that. Is, yeah, I think the Friday bit is a really interesting one because I, I am so focused on a Friday because I'm really clear. We've agreed on a Wednesday what we're going to get to. And then you want to get it to a point of being kind of like completed to a point of being able to hand it over. So you get six really productive days. And also because like that's only my third day in the office, you're not waning. You've got that energy still. Yeah. And I think our productivity is significantly increased since job sharing because we're really focused on well, what are the things that you have to like get done and like that thought process of what do we need to do, what do we need to hand over forces yeah. that in a way yeah. that it wouldn't because you are weekly setting your objectives almost. Yeah, in terms that's of like brilliant. What we're trying to achieve. Yeah, and that focus, and you're right, that kind of reflection back. And often I think, you know, I've been to a meeting and I've you know written down notes and stuff and and I just don't get back round to thinking about that meeting again. And actually I should do, I've, you know, I've written notes and it'd be really good to be able to go back and think, actually, so what came out of that meeting? What do I need to follow up with? And those sorts of things. And yeah. it's such a good way of capturing, you know, as you say, being really productive. And also that you're doing three days, so you're not feeling, it's not the end of a week that you've been there five days and you're focused on that short amount of time. And I think that's the thing. I mean, that's what's sort of kept me in roles that are challenging, you know, kind of senior roles are are hard and the risk of burnout is high. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we want to do things outside of work as well. And the risk of burnout from them is high as well, because you want to do all these exciting things that go on kind of in the real world. So Mm -hmm. I think that's where kind of managing to kind of get that flex. That's what I think that's what really retains women in kind of really senior roles. I really hope you're enjoying the conversation so far. I want to take a moment to tell you a little bit more about our mission at Encompass Equality. We're passionate about enabling the retention and progression of women in the workplace and sharing our knowledge to help support and inspire others. This podcast forms just a small part of what we do. So if you're struggling to retain senior women, 
or if you're not sure whether the initiatives you have are working, please do get in touch with us at encompassequality.com. We have a depth of knowledge and research that underpins all the work we do supporting our clients. And I'd love to know, do you ever fall out, disagree? You know, do you ever worry about having clashing objectives and, and viewpoints and that sort of thing? We disagree. We disagree often. And that's a really, really good thing. We've never fallen mm-hmm. out. I don't think we've fallen out, but we often disagree. And I think that's quite constructive because we have, you know, the phrase disagree agreeably. So we have different points of view. I think we thought at the beginning of this job show, we thought we were very similar and we are so different, but we have really similar values and what we hold to be important is very, very similar. So we both tend to make decisions based on the same principles, but we have different ways of getting to them. So just this morning, there's, we're in the middle of a really big kind of piece of activity. And, all, you know, today is my non-working day, but there's something really, really thorny that we're just trying to work through. And we've got a difference in opinion on approach and we've talked through it and we've agreed on an, an approach. And now we're both 100% behind that approach, but we've stress tested it in different yeah. ways. And I think that's super positive yeah. because it means we've got to a better outcome we've definitely got to a better outcome than I would have got to on my own Chloe's often right Chloe <laughs> often gets it right first time but I think that we definitely get to much better outcomes through debate and discussion I think we've got a real foundation of trust like because we've known each other for a long time I feel really comfortable to disagree with Lawrence and vice versa because we know that it's not personal we know that we're doing it to get to the outcome that's best for like when we face into our customers and often like having that disagreement behind the scenes helps us to face and talk through some of those challenges that we know we're going to get from our stakeholders so you're on a, a better kind of footing before you go in with them because you've already said oh yeah well yeah we've dialogued that and we've agreed that and I think it would be more difficult if you were job sharing with somebody who you're coming into it new with, who you didn't know. Like, I think that's where it would be more difficult and you might like not be able to kind of be so kind of open honest. Like, I think one of the things we do really well is we almost like have a three monthly kind of check in point where we have really open kind of like dialogue on what's not going well. What do we need to change? What are you unhappy with? That's really open, isn't it? That discussion that we have. And I think we've had some really like, probably pivotal conversations at those points, haven't we, where we've decided to change things and change the way we're going after things. I think that's something that's really necessary, but I think that's something that's difficult yeah. if you're if you're a new pairing. And I think that's it always to me it comes back to when people say, how would it work? And I just think, well it's like being in a team with somebody. I have a colleague who is a phenomenal Claire and we joke because I, I don't like being criticized or challenged very much. But Claire has a just a brilliant way of kind of disagreeing with me. And she just kind of looks at me in a sort of way to say, I know, I know this kind of disagreeing face. And it's brilliant because it doesn't rub me up the wrong way. And I just know when you have that trust with somebody, and I know that it's not a good idea in her mind, but she doesn't tell me that, but I just know it. And it's it's like building that trust, isn't it? And actually, if you're in a team, it's exactly the same. It's just and, and like you're saying, you're leaving voice notes for each other. That's the sort of thing that you could do as a team, you know, with other team members. You know, I do that with other team members of mine. You know, you just you keep people in the loop and you keep them, you know, in communication, you know, keep the communication going. And I think it's so much about teamwork, the fundamentals of, of teamwork, really, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Totally. And delivering like shared objectives. So our, we are measured as one person. We have an appraisal as one. So like that is really key to, you know, you, you want to be delivering the best for our role. So you are 
constantly backing up that bit of teamwork because we have the same mission that we're going after. And I think that's one of the structural points that I think if you're thinking about how to set up a job share, I think that is really important. You can't have conflicting objectives. You have to see it as one. We effectively see ourselves as one person. So if Chloe does something badly, that means I did it badly. So there's a lot of times where Chloe will do some work and then I'll go and present it. Or, you know, the person who did the groundwork doesn't take the glory often. Mm -hmm. And I think that is you can't have an ego in the job share. Like you need to be really trusting of the other person and see it as a shared, a shared objective. And I think structurally you have to have it as a shared objective, you know, thinking about line managers setting up job shares. I think that's a really important way to do things. So do you have joint objectives, joint performance reviews? You don't have individual ones at all? No, we have joint. We have joint. Everything's joint. I mean, there is a bit, there is absolutely 100% a place for individual feedback on kind of, so if you think about like the behavioural type feedback, obviously we are very different people and we would get different feedback on how we've, you know, approached certain things. But from a task and delivery perspective, we are 100% joint. And to be fair, most of the personal feedback comes from each other, doesn't it? Like, yeah, we see something happen. (laughs) Maybe that could have gone a bit differently. Have you thought about how you might think, approach Mm. that? You did that fantastic fantastically that sort of thing yeah that's come out quite a lot actually that you limit the amount of managerial time you need in terms of feedback because you're giving feedback to each other it's like a personal coach and mentor I, I was thinking we were talking a bit about kind of mentoring and I'm like actually we don't really feel that need necessarily as much at the moment because it is like constant mentoring you know you've mm-hmm. constantly got someone who you're like oh no, I don't know how to do this and I'm really struggling with this person oh well have you tried this and you know it's, it's so good for me for like an imposter syndrome perspective for me personally, because like Laura is like there all the time coaching me through it. We've talked a lot about the positives of job sharing. I'd like to just get a bit like under the skin here and then. What are some of the downsides to job sharing? So one of my big downsides is FOMO. So I get real FOMO. Chloe did something this morning that I really wanted to do. <laughs> and it was my non-working day. Like, because this stems back to like, I really love work. I love work and I love the energy. And there's the FOMO piece, but actually it probably links as well into a bit of you have to be willing to let someone else do something. So like for me personally, my ideal scenario is that I do absolutely everything myself and I never delegate anything which is one of my big development opportunities that I, you know, continually work on. But you do have to put your trust kind of implicitly in the other person. So I think for me, there are often times where either I have to have a word with myself or Chloe has to have a word with me and say, you don't need to be there for that. And it's not because in any way that I don't trust Chloe to do it. It's just I like doing stuff. So I think that was that's probably the big downside for me that I sometimes want to be in things that don't fall on my pattern and I've got to make sure I don't just end up working five days a week. understand that. I I think one of the biggest challenges is how organised you have to be. So I have definitely had to become... Like, I remember when I showed Laura... Because prior to job sharing, I didn't manage my inbox. Like, So I used to have maybe 800 unread emails that I'd read, but I hadn't I've got about 10,000. Yeah, yeah. And and I remember showing Laura my inbox before I started job sharing and you could see like this, like her face. She was just like, I don't think we can do this, Chloe. <laughs> and I've had to become so organised because like at the end of a week, I've had to clear the inbox. I've had to like work it through. We have to, you know, document everything in terms of like, all our meet- meetings are minuted, you know, in our OneNote the handover note you can't leave that I can't just think oh I'm not going to bother at the end of a Friday because like Laura would be walking into chaos you know without knowing what was going on so that level of organization and 
having to be really all over everything requires a discipline that like wasn't my natural strength previously and like I've had to really really work on that because otherwise the job share just wouldn't work like without that kind of organization so I think you have to go into it with you know knowing you need to invest in into certain bits of the week so you can't just like leave on a Friday without doing a handover as an example you know you that just sees your personality that you might have to change slightly. And and like now we I think we've got a really great system and it actually does really help because at the end of the week, like the inbox is all sorted, you know, we know what's going on, you've managed to get everything square in your head. But that's definitely been a big shift for me. Thank you for being so open about that. It's really, really helpful. I could go on chatting and I just realised we're over our time that we set ourselves. So I'm really sorry. I could love I would love to continue chatting for another, you know, half an hour or an hour, but I just wonder before we finish whether you could each give me a top tip for organisations who want to retain more women and improve gender equality at work. Obviously, job sharing goes without saying. What would your sort of top tip be, Laura? I think I probably would say do job share. I was actually in some filming. I was doing some filming at work the other day for our International Women's Day event. And I told everyone to read your book because I think that is that is the right thing to do. But I think it's about being open minded and creative in how you approach flexibility. So I think to Chloe's point earlier on about the four day week, that's not the panacea because it's about flex that works for lots of different people. Four days might work for some, but, you know, three days five days, all sorts of different patterns. I think it's about how you think creatively about how you can get flexibility that works for you and the business. And I think that's the thing that will really change, not just bringing more women in leadership roles, but also more men who think differently and have different perspectives and different priorities. That's what I would say, thinking creatively about flexibility. Chloe, what about you? Yeah, I think the individualisation of flexibility and not like having a one-size-fits-all But I also think like allyship and and how you can understand more and immerse yourself into understanding the problems that people face. Because I think personally where I have like really invested in understanding the issues that people face and then being able to offer them solutions that are individualised to them, it really, really helps. And I I think that's a real challenge for organisations because how do you unlock allyship with people that are not interested in it necessarily? But even things like, you know, when you're running an event for International Women's Day, asked to bring along somebody who would benefit from that. So we did that with a menopause event and we said, you know, bring a friend mm-hmm. and try to encourage, bring a male friend, you know, somebody who would help from understanding this, but might not ordinarily like go to those sessions. So how can you think about how you can widen the circle of allies within the place that you work yeah. through your actions would be kind of something I would advocate. That's super helpful, both of you. Thank you so much for being such fantastic role models for job sharing and also for being fantastic guests on the podcast today. Thank you. And we'd look forward to uh, catching up with you again very soon. Thanks, Joy. Thanks for all the work you're doing, (laughs) Joy. Thank you. And that's it for this episode. If you like what you've heard, don't forget you can download the free tools and frameworks from EncompassEquality.com to get started and take action today, wherever you are on your journey. It would also really make my day if you could spend a couple of minutes to rate and review the podcast for others. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next episode.